Welcome to the podcast where we talk about everything hidden in the shadows. This is Megan. And on this bonus episode, I have the immense pleasure of talking to TikTok rocker, Erica. What is Hello! Up, Erica? <laughs> what is up, Erica? Thanks for coming on. Um, so for those of you that don't know who Erica is, she is on TikTok and she makes uh, videos, you know, about rock genre, you know, that d- dives into different things like butt rock and all that stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she also, we decided to bring her on the show because she um, has an interest in paranormal and she also uh, urban explores. And on this week of Hidden in the Shadows, we're talking about paranormal and like music and the correlation with that, like how bands have integrated paranormal subjects kind of like motionless and white how they've kind of done like paranormal subjects into their music and then like how music makes people feel and how um kind of that goes in play um but first i want erica to kind of talk about like what she does over there on tiktok yeah well first of all thank you so much for having me this is my first like official like podcast interview talk kind of thing so this is really exciting (laughs) um I'm so honored to be here also can I just say really quick though like my top favorite conversations are rock music uh the paranormal and then urban exploration we're doing all three right here yeah awesome (laughs) I would say that's mine too (laughs) so I'm like I am just having a hell of a time. Um, but yeah, so on TikTok, I guess the thing that I'm most known for, quote unquote, is the jam with me. So basically what those are is it was an opportunity for me to showcase different bands, like some of my favorite bands. Like, um, for example, my first one was Avenged Sevenfold. And I kind of looked at it as, oh, let's say I'm talking to someone they've never heard of that band. Like, oh, here's some, I would include like six to eight songs. I feel like this is like a good introduction. And then Um, on my TikTok page in general, I try to showcase all kinds of subgenres of rock because I feel like, I mean, this goes for people that love all kinds of genres, but mm-hmm. specifically in the rock genre, you know, a lot of people appreciate multiple subgenres and maybe their subgenres people weren't ever like properly introduced to like thrash metal or glam metal or 80s, 90s, like whatever it is. So um, I listened to quite a variety, Yeah, <laughs> I would yeah. say. So I kind of used it as a way to just show everybody all kinds of different bands and subgenres that they may not have been introduced to. Yeah. Awesome. So on this episode, we're going to kind of integrate the three and kind of like go in and out of urban exploring, paranormal and rock music. So because you're into rock music, I have to ask leading off the bat, what is your <laughs> all time favorite band? I love this question. Um, I have to say System of a Down right away because they're just so chaotic. And I feel like my personality is kind of chaotic, kind of all over the place. And that's like kind of how their music is when people listen to it. Like I've shown people System of a Down before and they're like, this is too much. And I'm like, that's exactly why I love it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's the lead singer, Serge. Like he's such an amazing person. So incredibly talented. And I just love that band. What is your favorite yeah. band? So mine, it changes. Like it, it right now. So heavy wise, I would have to say like Norma Jean and Fit for a King is like tied. Like I saw them live, and ever since I've seen them live, I'm just like I'm obsessed. Um, I am jealous. I've always wanted to see Fit for a King live. I have they, not the opportunity to. They're, number one, they are so good. Number two, their stage presence is great and number three like you could tell they're just genuinely nice guys 
Like when they're yeah. out there, you know, they interact with the crowd. There's no like, you know, like sometimes you can get some snobby like leads screamers and singers and stuff like that. But like, nope, all of them genuine. Um, they'll like they'll walk amongst the crowd like leading up to the show and like, hey, how you doing? You know, they're not like, hey, don't come up to me. So, oh, I love that. Yeah. I love when people are really interactive with the crowd. Yeah, a lot of res- good stuff to say about them. But I have to say, like, if you less heavier, I would have to say Palais Royale is like my favorite. Oh, okay. I love whenever he does covers. I, I don't know. I just like it a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I know one song from them, which is um, "You'll Be Fine." <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. No, it's good. Well, like their their first album. Um, like I ended up liking like their whole whole um there wasn't like a song that I was like eh um there was a single that they released not you'll be fine but it was like another single that was like eh and then their new <laughs> album came out and I was like dang okay you want me back <laughs> so, <laughs> like I was um, I was kind of not feeling it at the, at the beginning but then you redeemed yourself yes <laughs> um so now switching into the paranormal have you ever experienced the paranormal? So I've had um, a few experiences. And I'd love to hear your interpretation because mm-hmm. I've had experiences in knownly haunted places. And I've also mm-hmm. had possible experiences in um, my dorm room oh, or wow. at my grandma's house. So I would love to hear just like your thoughts or interpretation yeah. on it because I don't talk about the paranormal really with anyone because most of my friends don't have any of these interests. Yeah. So, and especially because you mentioned how you are a part of like a local team and stuff. So I would yeah. again, love to hear your experience. Yeah. Um, I guess I can start off with um, like a genuinely haunted place. So there's a local cemetery by my house called Oxable Cemetery. Mm-hmm. And it's known to have, I think, um, like three or four, there's three or four known spirits to be haunting the place. And one of the one of the spirits is a little girl named Adeline. And she's known to be like a trickster. So yeah. me and my friends, like I've always been very fascinated by this cemetery. Um, I've been there countless times. Um, so one time we went and we went with the intention to like ghost hunt, quote unquote, yeah. or in like film. So um, we were there during the day and we kind of waited for people because like it's not a very crowded cemetery. It's in the middle of nowhere. Um, like you take a private road to enter the cemetery. So we kind of waited for like the two cars that were there to leave. And um, the weird, like creepy thing about this place is that Again, it's on a private road. And when you enter the forest, there's this flat bridge, um, like completely flat. Um, And then once you cross that bridge, you have entered the cemetery. So a lot of people have reported that their car gets pushed off the bridge or um, that they put baby powder on like the side of the car and then they see like handprints and stuff. So there's just been a lot of reportings of like that kind of thing. And, you know, it goes along with that. A lot of people, sometimes they like fabricate things or, Mm -hmm. you know, dramatize things. So um we went to the bridge and I had a Ouija board with me and I know people have very different thoughts Mm -hmm. when it comes to Ouija boards um so we had one of those and we were recording and we were just like in the backseat of the car there were four of us and nothing was going on so one of my friends was like um hey Erica or actually I wasn't even me recording it was my friend recording they're like oh maybe you should stop recording I like right when we hit the off button it went straight to goodbye we're like Okay. Um, and then the driver, since we were like on this bridge, the driver was like, oh, we're slowly moving 
backwards, like towards the cemetery. Cause he's all of a sudden, um, we were just like talking and I felt like a thud at my window, like a rock got thrown at the window and we're the only ones in the cemetery. So we thought that was, we thought maybe that was her, but again, we don't know. We don't know who, who it could have, it could have easily been somebody, but we were very, very certain that we were by ourselves. So that was really interesting. And then, um, so this happened last semester. I would say this happened mm-hmm. in like October. So I was in my dorm room and I had this guy from Tinder over mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, right off the bat, I want to mention that I was intoxicated. So some people might think like, Oh, like, like what happened to you? Like you were just drunk or whatever, but yeah. I know my body very well. And I know that this is not normal and I've never done something like this before, but we were playing a board game and, um, I don't remember this. This is what um, that guy from Tinder, my friend yeah. told me, but we were playing this board game. And apparently like every time it was my turn to go, I kept saying, no, it's their turn. And I would point next to me and my friends like, no, like there's no one there. And yeah. I kept saying that apparently. And I guess like, it was like super creepy. I don't remember that again, but, um, you know, people might think that, oh, you know, that was just the alcohol or whatever. But again, like I know my body very well and that is not normal behavior for me if I am intoxicated. So that kind of freaked me out, especially because I was in my own like comfort space. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then on Christmas, this last Christmas, um, I was at my grandma's (laughs) house and, um, when I was little, I had a very strong connection to my great grandma. Um, Mm -hmm. my whole family, they always say that I have very, I have very similar qualities to her. Like we share a lot of similarities and they remind me or, like I remind them of her and apparently, um, I was intoxicated again. (laughs) Um, but if I was like in the bathroom, just completely sobbing, like, like really, really sobbing. Like, I don't think I've cried this hard in a very long time. Like my brother came in and was like, Hey, are you okay? And I was like, I was just talking to her. I don't remember the conversation, but I just remember like, kind of like leaning down, like in the bathroom. And like, I just felt very like comforted. and, And I don't remember like, Again, like my my memory was very blurred. Like I don't remember what was going on. Um, Again, the same concept. Someone might be like, "Oh, well, that was just the alcohol or whatever." But I don't know. So I would be interested in what your interpretation is on that. Yeah. Well, with there's a theory, and I'm starting to kind of see the correlation with it with alcohol. Um, Yeah, you can kind of like you know say that oh alcohol you know, but there's this theory that it it kind of like calms you to a point where things could I mean you could either have good things or bad things happen kind of like a Ouija board you can either have good things like your stuff come through or you can have darker stuff come through so I feel like when you're like for you like for me I know I have a very chaotic mind like it is it, it is very going it's going 20 miles a minute so it may have been that when you were intoxicated that like it calmed you down to be able to see these things plus there's also a thing where like um stuff like that like alcohol or even getting high sometimes opens your pineal gland and like yes so i mean that could have been like i mean i think i i believe you i think it's you know true and i don't think just because you're intoxicated i mean obviously you could see stuff and hallucinate, but there's yeah. also ancient like shamanic uh, people that would literally get drunk and high to go see visions and go see um, 
things on the other side. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, yeah, you could sit there and say that, but then there was old worldly practices where they would do that. They would get high and get, you know, right. Um, the graveyard though. Um, I mean, I believe you, I believe those things did happen. I believe that they, you know, were paranormal experiences that you experienced. Um, the only thing you got to watch out with like Ouija boards is just from my personal experience. Like I've had negative, negative things from it, but not everybody yeah. has that. And some investigators like straight up use them to talk. So yeah. the girl though, you just got to watch that. It's not something concealing itself. You know what I mean? Right. Like and, masking something, yeah, and even a like, lot more evil, yeah, and even like with us, like even sometimes using like SB sevens or communication devices, we have to watch out because that becomes a portal. So, yeah. um, experience it. All. Sorry, I'm getting messages and trying to like sort through everything. <laughs> okay. So, like sometimes when people tell me their paranormal experience and I get it up here, it's like, oh my god, like <laughs> calm down, <laughs> like I get it, you know, um. But yeah, okay. So this part will be edited back in. Anyways, okay. Okay. But yeah, so I think those things kind of have like definitely happened. Like I feel like they were sincere experiences. Um but cemeteries tend to like I've noticed like cemeteries that we've gone to, they've always got something going on. I guess because that's literally the final like resting spot. So um there's an app if you ever do go ghost hunting that actually like works really well there's an app called necrophonics and there's an app called ghost tube and basically it's like an sb7 and it'll um like they can use that to say stuff so next time if you're ever at like a paranormal investigating place i would use that because you could get more direct answers oh wow yeah we use that and like it's great like you know obviously when you see apps and stuff like that you're kind of like is this like legit like it's not that yeah someone created um (laughs) but we've found like from what i was getting like with my abilities and what like we were feeling and stuff like that it was like and based off like history of the land and stuff like that it um which one call it it's it was pretty legit. So it's yeah. Necrophonics. Necrophonics, I think you have to pay for. I think it's like 10 bucks. But um, the other app, GhostTube, is free. And I highly suggest it. Like when you go to these places that you can get more direct answers. And like her name might even pop through or something like that. Like at the cemetery or. Um, yeah. The only thing is like if you were to do it at your like dorm or your home or something like that, I wouldn't really do it all the time just because that, again, becomes a portal that. Right, you don't want to bring in negative negativity. With me, like when I first started doing the app, I was like constantly doing it in my house. I was like, yo, Megan, you need to chill out. Like, like, don't start bringing stuff in. But it's, it's unique because obviously everyone, not everyone, but most people want that are in the paranormal want to be able to communicate. And even like me with abilities, I can be shown and I can you know, talk and kind of a little bit, but like to actually get that concrete evidence of like, Hey, it came through and it said something, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like the interesting about the whole cemetery thing is, I don't know if how familiar you are with haunted places in Illinois, uh, but there's a cemetery called bachelor's Grove. And some even say that it's like one of the most haunted in America. It's definitely one of the most haunted places in Illinois. Yeah. Um, But the, crazy thing is I've been there multiple times and when I go in there I don't feel I feel very 
like at peace. Like I don't yeah. feel any weird energy. It's, it feels very peaceful. Yeah. Um, but then when I go to this local cemetery, I always feel that I'm being watched. I feel very negative energy. Like, mm-hmm. so it's just very interesting how yeah. places can vary. And the best thing, like I know even the people on the team that don't have abilities, like their number one thing is gut instinct. So as soon as you get there, if you're like drawn to a certain area or if like, um, you know, pay attention, <clears throat> sorry. Woo. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> pay attention to your senses. Like, I think that's something like if you're smelling something different, like I know we went to one investigation where it used to be a hospital and they, I guess like in that time period, they used to use marijuana as like medicinal purposes and like we would smell like marijuana and then like um, to like, I, I recently like I'll be in a random spot and smell myrrh and frankincense for some reason. So oh. always, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> like I feel like my everyday life is kind of weird. So I'm kind of used to it. Like, why am I smelling this? Like I remember like, okay. we lived in this one house. So basically every house I lived in always had something. And I think just because like, you know, I had the ability. So I'm basically like calling things in a sense, not on purpose but like yeah you know things are just coming especially me when I didn't like my teenage years when I didn't have like a block to say like hey you know this is my house like chill out you know yeah um and I remember one time I was sitting and doing like a project for school and I was like in the dining room and I was smelling apple pie and I was like, okay, no one's cooking apple pie. It's like three in the morning. Why am I smelling apple pie? And long and behold, there was a lady that would randomly come. And she was like from the the 50s. And her thing was baking pies. And she, wow. was, just like, she was just like in the neighborhood. I don't know what her deal like 100% was. <laughs> what her deal was. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Like, at, like I said, at that time, I was like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to go through like high school years and stuff like that. Um. But yeah, so back to music. Has there, um, is there like a song or a band that you go to when you need to decompress? Like when anything is just super overwhelming and you just want to decompress? That's very interesting. Um, to be honest, if I'm feeling very stressed and I need to decompress, surprisingly, like I just allow myself to feel the emotion to the max. Like I don't like listen to music. Well, like I do, but I don't have yeah. like, um, like I have like a sad boy hours playlist. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I don't play it all that often if I want to like be dramatic or something. But, um, when I'm feeling stressed out, like I just kind of allow myself, I don't know if that's like healthy, <laughs> probably not, <laughs> but I let myself just feel the emotion to its intensity. Yeah. And, um, I actually like through urban exploring or just exploring or like going outside and just like walking around in general, yeah. that's kind of how I decompress. But most of the time I just allow myself to like very much feel the emotions and allow my, like remind myself, like, it's okay to feel this way. And like, mm-hmm. I'm going to just feel it out yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but if I had it to, like, I do have my sad boy playlist. Um, I love listening to like old three days grace. Yeah. It's just very nostalgic for me and feels very like, it makes me feel at peace. Yeah. Um, I would, if I had to choose that, I would probably choose old, old, like three days grace for yeah. sure. Yeah. Like for me, it's weird. Like I have a weird obsession with like film scores like that's okay like, yeah so like I tend to um 
kind of just like do like like walk outside or something like that but like listen to like a film score and it like settles my brain down because like yeah i said it's so chaotic sometimes especially with like getting messages and stuff like that that i'm like yeah okay tornado brain like just chill out (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so so with urban exploring um can you kind of describe like what urban exploring is to people that don't know yeah so urban exploring is basically like I don't have like the true definition like memorized or anything this is kind of like my interpretation it's kind of just exploring the unknown or the hidden aspects of the world so oftentimes that will be abandoned places and the paranormal does kind of tie in because um a lot of a lot of people that like participate and have urban exploration as a hobby they also have interest in the paranormal and stuff like that because a lot of abandoned places also have um like are also home to different entities and stuff like that um but yeah most like people when people say oh i'm an urban explorer usually it's they go to like abandoned places and they'll oftentimes film it whether that's like for youtube or take pictures photography is a big thing or just educating people on the history of these places like i'm so happy i'm on urban exploration tiktok yeah (laughs) i get to see like cool places that people go to because to be honest i'm in the midwest not the coolest of places if i had to choose the east coast is definitely a lot yeah they have a lot better of um places a lot cooler of places stuff like that yeah yeah (laughs) i know like for me i used to watch a huge i don't even know the youtuber but i used to watch a youtuber that would go to like abandoned amusement parks and I don't know why. Exploring with Josh. Yes. I don't know why. Oh, he's my idol. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why amusement parks, like, freak the crap out of me. Like Really? Like, abandoned, like abandoned yeah. ones or just ones in general? Just, like, just abandoned ones. I don't know why I feel... I don't know. I don't know. Like, that and hospitals. Like, especially okay. if the hospitals have, like, personal effects still kind of there. You know? Okay. there's um There's a hospital... And because I'm in North Carolina and there's a hospital like two hours away that it hasn't been functional for a while. And it was a sane asylum. And um, they basically have all of the belongings of the people that were there from like all the way back. I think it, I think it was like early 1900s is opened and the, the city bought the, the hospital and um you know, of course, like it closed down due to like overpopulation and like, you know, treatment and stuff like that. And um, so they're actually trying to build like a central park type of feel integrating that building. And I was like, interesting, with all the personal effects and stuff. I was like, it's cool, but it's also kind of creepy at the same time, because like, <laughs> yeah, you could go through that building and like, what are you going to do with the personal stuff? Like, you know, like, there's, right. Unfortunately, sometimes there's people that are tied to that because in an insane asylum especially during like the 50s and 40s they were just like thrown in there and left and right when there was a lot of like inhumane experiments taking place and different treatments that were very um unethical yeah so they were just thrown in there and so like that is probably like something that they're like tied to 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's really interesting. I see that a lot with um, asylums and hospitals and mental centers. A lot of times they try to refurbish it into like apartments or into some different kind of building. Yeah. I don't know why, but that's just the general trend that I see with those kinds of places. Yeah. It's interesting. Like I actually, there's a local hospital, which was the first abandoned place I've ever been to. Yeah. Um, and they just demolished it like a year ago. So it was like kind of sad. But also that place was incredibly creepy yeah yeah (laughs) so I needed to go um and also the sad thing with urban exploration and a big trend is a lot of people get upset because we don't share locations and stuff like that but the reason we don't is because you know it can get if the address gets in the hands of the wrong person you know vandalism like there's so many people that are like oh I would go in there and sell all that stuff or I want to destroy those sinks and it's really sad because you know these places are you know, hidden aspects and like they, sh- they share stories. They have so much history to them. And yeah. when you vandalize, like you're ruining, you're taking apart um, what makes those places so unique. And it's really so upsetting to see. And then yeah. they get like demolished or refurbished or. Yeah. And I think too, like the, this crazy thing about like the, like places that are like asylums or even like abandoned houses is like, you literally see like human existence abandoning, abandoned. Yes. It. And it's kind of like crazy. Like when you, when you, think of it in that terms it's like whoa they just like up and left like i know like throughout the united states there's some like ghost towns where like people just never return and that to me is yes. like super creepy um yes. and and it's crazy too even with amusement parks as you know like you see an amusement park and it's full of life and full of good times and stuff and all of a sudden it's like just all broken down yeah. trees growing all through it yeah. yeah and it's like nature is literally taking back that you know it's crazy um, yeah. But, so like when you urban explore, do you have to like, do you contact anybody like to make sure it's okay there? Or is it kind of like, you just kind of go? <laughs> um, so I try to do as much research as I can. So mm-hmm. I'll um, look up the place. I'll try to see if there's because a lot of times there'll be publications either from the government or yeah. Um, like the mayor or just like about that place. Um, like, let's say it's being refurbished. Like usually there will be a publishing about that. So I try to look up to see if um, it's still existing because oftentimes yeah. when there is information that I come across online, it'll be really outdated from like 2012. Obviously it's 2021 now. So like so much can happen in that time frame. Um, nine times out of 10, usually it's still there and like unbothered, yeah. probably vandalized most of the time. Um but yeah, most of the time I just kind of go like, there's definitely been times where I will drive an hour or two and I'll be unsuccessful. Either I can't get in or it's not there anymore, but it is what it is. Like yeah. when I drive out, it's, it's not guaranteed. I mean, there's been one time where I got, even got caught and had to leave, but I was kind of done with the place anyway. So I'm yeah. like, okay, you know, you came at the right time to catch. Yeah. So it is a risk factor because you're involving, obviously you're trespassing. Yeah. It's like illegal. Yeah. <laughs> but but honestly, it's that adrenaline rush. I, I love it. Like I live for that adrenaline rush. Yeah. Of, like initially getting into the place. And then once you get in, you're like, whoo, like, okay, let's film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I see all the videos and stuff like that. Like, and of course, TikTok is like a hub for like, yeah, now for like creepy stuff and like, you know, even paranormal videos and stuff like that. And I see some of these abandoned places because there's some in North Carolina that look like super cool. And I'm like, I don't want to take a stab at it. Uh, like <laughs> the East Coast has the best places. I yeah. like Pennsylvania. Oh gosh. Coolest <laughs> places. Um, so back to the paranormal. Have yes. is there like 
a place like you would love to go like regardless of money and time and being able to get there like is there one spot that you would love to like investigate full force yes so there's two places one's unrealistic and one i'm planning to this summer so the unrealistic one's kind of a basic answer but i am just so intrigued by the work of and lorraine warren uh-huh. um i would love to go to the conjuring house uh. i would like i always see videos like people go in there and stuff and again i know it's a pretty basic answer but yeah. like i love their work like i really idolize them i literally have a picture of like um lorraine warren holding like the real annabelle doll like in yeah. my room <laughs> <laughs> and i have it like printed like on my wall um but i was i've just been so fascinated i mean like connecticut in general like i've been so fascinated with like connecticut i feel like there's so many haunted places oh, yeah. there but the place that's more realistic for me to go to is um in chicago there's this there's two really haunted hotels so there's the drake hotel and then there's the congress hotel i don't know if mm-hmm. you're familiar with either of those no but actually they sound familiar but i haven't like researched too much into them yeah, the Congress Hotel, I think, is more known, but I do have plans to go there. And to be honest, I'm not too educated yet on what took place there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I've been busy with, like, other stuff, so I'm like, oh, I got to educate myself. But <laughs> uh, I will definitely be good. So I'll be crossing that off my list for yeah. sure. Well, yeah. like, it's kind of cool, too, like, not even to know, like, backstory sometimes, because, like, then you can, like, write down what you truly like feel like okay so we got this name and we did this and I felt this and then like to go back and because like that's for me what I do is um it basically tests my ability to to like the extreme is like I go into a place and I'm like don't tell me the history you know so like I can fully go in there and kind of like get everything that I'm feeling like if I'm feeling lightheaded if I feel like I'm like having a heart attack if someone died of a heart attack that kind of thing yeah Uh, there's a place that we investigate um uh, locally in a because I'm like on the east coast of North Carolina so like the beach area um and there's a place called the Webb Memorial Library and um we go there and there's been some crazy stuff like i've experienced there like last time we went i literally saw like this cat shadow figure thing come wow. from one of the rooms um i mean i've seen chairs rocking by themselves doll legs move. <laughs> yeah like it's it's i don't really think there's anything bad there there's just like a couple yeah. of people that i feel like are tied to the building that are probably just gonna stay there they're just like overseers of the building um, yeah to make sure like people you know don't disgrace the building in a sense but, yeah um but yeah <laughs> um, that is really interesting yeah so have you ever lived in I know you said like some stuff happened at your house but like has there ever been have you ever lived in a house that you thought was haunted I don't no I don't think so so both houses I've ever lived in have um like were built like we built them yeah so I've never lived in like uh, like, um, I know I've been in houses that mm-hmm. are like have like a history that may be haunted. So yeah. like, I've never like personally lived in one. Gotcha. But um, in my dorm room, like, unfortunately, like there has been um, deaths in that building, not in my room specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if that has anything to do with what I experienced last semester. Mm-hmm. It's possible. But, yeah. you know, we don't know. Yeah. Um, but yeah. And it's kind of hard to like when you have paranormal experiences to like tell somebody because you're like, 
I saw something, but you didn't see it. So I don't, I don't, you know, like, right, right. It's really hard. Like, and like, even with me with abilities, like, cause I see everything in my mind. It's like a movie almost. Um, and like, for me, I have to separate like what's truly is my brain and my thinking and then what a message is. Um, yeah. so like, it's hard sometimes when I tell people, oh yeah, there's a girl over there. She's just chilling, you know? And it's like, where <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it's hard it's you know like with paranormal experiences but with me like pretty much every house like I said I lived in was haunted like um I don't know if you've ever heard of the hat man no actually so it's a shadow figure and I noticed there's some weird connection with like kids that have abilities like that you know like you know they they grow up and they flourish into like having medium abilities and psychic abilities and i've noticed a lot of people have a lot of people have seen them as kids and there's like a big phenomenon about it's like a shadow man kind of like with a top hat and yeah there's nothing like there is something weird it gives you an uneasy vibe but he just basically stares at you when you sleep and i saw him a lot as a kid um wow but yeah there's a lot of documentaries and stuff like that on him um definitely look him up so leading into that has there ever been or is there a legend that you know of that has creeped you the f out you know what i don't (laughs) think so um like growing up i was never like i truly got into like the paranormal and urban exploration literally it's gonna hit almost a year yeah so before that like did not like horror movies, wanted nothing to do with the paranormal, absolutely terrified of ghosts, still terrified of ghosts. Yeah. But <laughs> um, I was not into a lot of that stuff. So I didn't want to get educated. Like I didn't want to know about it. I'm like, absolutely not. Like I, I have always 100% believed in ghosts. And like, I think that's also another interesting conversation is kind of like, if you've ever been around people that don't believe in it and stuff. Um, yeah. But like the simple answer to that is, no, like I just never uh, knew of any growing up. Yeah. So I just that um obviously like if something happened, like that wouldn't be where my mind would go to because I didn't have that prior knowledge or education. Gotcha. Yeah, like for me, it would have to be and to the podcast has helped a lot because and TikTok, of course, going back to that. <laughs> um, I've learned a lot about different like weird stuff that you know, because basically my experience was with ghosts like you know and like I and I learned about like demonic stuff I tried to stay away from it just because like that kind of stuff like now I'm a little bit better because I understand like the whole like good and evil and like you know the light and dark like the coexistence kind of thing um and I know like you know if you take certain precautions like you could lessen the blow from something dark and stuff like that um but for me I would have to say the scariest thing that like we've had to research is the black eyed kids. I feel like that is oh. the scariest. Have you heard about them? No. Okay. So the black eyed <laughs> kids is basically, um, and it's crazy because there is a, a, basically people were sharing a lot about this over the internet, like on forums and um I, I guess it can, it's considered a creepy pasta. No, no, it's not because that's fictional writing. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> this is like um, just like people's encounters. And basically it's um, 
Normally, I think it happens at night and they're around the age of six to 16. And basically they knock on your door and they're trying to let you let them in. And there's been different discrepancies of like what they are. Like some people said aliens, some people said demonic things, creatures, humanoids, like weird stuff, because basically their eyes are black. Like they have no white to their eyes and they try to like say like, Hey, like our parents, you know, are down the street they you know our or that we need a phone to call our parents it's cold and there is an incident um because we live near a military base a huge one and it was on the actual military base where um he lived in a like room with a bunch of roommates and they were out drinking and he was there by himself and he didn't drink or anything like that he was completely sober just chilling in the dorm and or barracks and he hears a knock at the door and he opens the door and there's these two kids and he said he immediately got this fight or flight and he was thinking in his head when he first opened the door what are two kids doing in the barracks because they're normally like single men that live in the not single but like they're not married in the barracks nine times out of ten um anyway so he was like what are they doing here like two yeah and so he you know noticed that they had black eyes and they you know he was like the kids were like oh you know we just want to come in and use the phone our parents we lost them whatever whatever and they kept like pestering like let us in let us in let us in and um the guy was like uh no and like slammed the door and so he could hear them and like when you say no to them they're like keep banging keep banging there's actually a youtuber that like specifically tries to catch them like i i don't oh. know what his name is but like he's got like actual footage of it like he is in the middle of nowhere um has all this like high tech like security cameras and stuff trying to catch them and um, oh wow yeah so but basically there really hasn't been anybody that has let them in that has been able to tell their story. So they don't know exactly like what happens when you let them in, but yeah, um, like it, there's a, like a legend behind it. Like the more you talk about it, the more they are likely to show up. So. Yeah. Someone <laughs> one day will find out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was really creepy. And the fact like it would literally happen like a couple of miles from where I live. I'm like, like oh that's chilling yeah (laughs) but um back back to music so if you had to see a band in their prime who would it be in their prime i don't know why nirvana came to me right away when you said in their prime yeah (laughs) i'm not like the hugest most diehard fan of nirvana um but I I do have a soft spot for 90s bands. Yeah. Um, so I would probably, you know what? I would probably say Alice in Chains, actually. Oh, that's um, a good one. Yeah, like, I, I don't know what it is about 90s. Like, love 80s, love 70s. But 90s, I just have a soft spot for. I don't know what it is. Like, I would have loved to, um, like, in the 90s, see, there's been, like, some really awesome lineups that I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, even outside of the 90s, yeah. I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. like, either I wasn't alive or I was, like, way too young. I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. No, for, yeah. My, for me, it would have to be, and it had to be, like, when they first came out, because they're probably were, like, I mean, I'm sure they're good now. But like, actually, it's two bands. Like, I'm they're good now, but I feel like when they first came out, it was just like all like aggression and like, uh, is it would have to be Metallica. Like, yes. when they first came out, like, oh my gosh, like, um, yeah. And 
Slipknot. And I'm sure Slipknot oh. is still pretty good now, but like I would like to see them when like first came out and like they were pissed off and like angry at the world and you know because I think <laughs> yeah. um James Hetfield said it best from Metallica when he was like, you know, over time you have a family and you you know your life gets better in a sense, you lose some of that angst. And yeah. I don't know. I feel like Metallica, I would like to see them when they're like angry and pissed off, like fuck the world. You know? <laughs> yeah, they are going to be at Louder Than Life, though. So that Ooh. is very oh, yeah. exciting. I did see like you um, on Instagram and stuff like that, that you are going to some of the shows coming up. Yeah. So, so my problem has been that I buy these tickets without plans. Like currently for Louder Than Life, I have no plan of getting there. I don't know who's coming with me. Um, and I'm a Virgo, like I'm fairly into astrology. So like, I'm very organized and like, I need to have a plan. So this is very out of my comfort zone to not have a plan, but I've kind of lately have just been like very free flowing. I'm like, you know what? I'll figure it out. Like, let's not stress about this, even though like in my head, I'm like, oh my God, I need a plan. Um, so that's kind of been like my toxic trait is buying tickets to these festivals. You know, we've been (laughs) deprived for so long without, um, a plan. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I guess like, yeah. The universe is going to get you there somewhere. Some, yeah, you I mean, know somehow. what? But you know another band that would be cool during their prime huh. is Ozzy Osbourne is what I thought oh, about. That would have been... Yeah. So he's, been, he's done like some really cool things on stage. Um, I saw him at Chicago Open Air. Mm-hmm. Ooh, was it 2016? Maybe? I don't know. Yeah, I, I, that's crazy. Yeah. That's been that long ago. But I, yeah. like, I don't know. It's definitely been a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like he was awesome. But, you know, like it wasn't during his prime time, you yeah. know, he was getting older, but still awesome too. But I feel like he had been so freaking cool. I, I feel like another person would probably be Rob Zombie. Like I yes. would like to see him like when he first came out. Um, that was actually, um, cause my first concert I ever went to, I was like 15, 16 was kiss, but oh, yes, yeah. But like, um, Cause it was either kiss. I would go with my dad to kiss or my mom to Rob zombie. Cause like she grew up liking like really heavy stuff, like the nineties, like heavy, like, I don't know if you know the band kitty. Yes. Yes. Like she loved them. And like Marilyn Manson. Yeah. I think like, like when I was young, cause like literally, well, my first band that I was like crazy about was green day. Like that's another band. I think I would like to see like when they first, like, cause their sound now is like, a 180 degree flip oh from, for sure like, for sure i'm like is this green day like i like the <laughs> songs but i'm like is this green day like i am like my right this is the same band no they so. cannot be their first couple albums honestly like like pure 90s green day was the best green day yeah the and prime I think, green day yes and i think too like it was um them and then like i was insanely obsessed with no doubt like 90s no oh doubt. Yeah, oh God, like that was the first song. Like, "Don't Speak" was the first song I uh. ever learned to like <laughs> sing. Like, I I don't have a good singing voice, but like as a kid, it was like my first like you know song I ever learned to sing. And like, I always like I looked up like I used to do like the Space Buns because of that that and then that uh, Disney Channel movie Xenon. <gasps> yes, yes. Like yes! I used to oh always do the Space Buns. Like I rocked that for like. All of yeah. elementary school. I don't know if you're um a sublime person, but that's also another band. Yeah. Like they're just not the same. But like that that would have been so freaking cool to see. Yeah. Well, there was a band. Um oh here's a question. Did you ever go to Warp Tour? 
Yes, but sadly, so I grew up um, listening to more like 80s new yeah. metal and stuff. So I was never properly introduced to like pop punk. So, and again, like, well, actually, no, I don't think I mentioned this. Like, growing up, no, I didn't know anybody except my dad and my brother that like rock music. Yeah. Um, so I only, I went to work tour literally the last year. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah. Well, right when, at I, the end. <laughs> when I met my husband, because he was in, um, a deathcore band and what? yeah yeah he he like did multiple years of like being a musician and like different bands and he he was a vocalist and a couple and then like he played bass and a couple um so i kind of got like the behind the scenes of like being in a band what it's actually like 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 did he perform a work tour he didn't but oh, okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he was the one that introduced me into like the warp tour culture because he like since he was like in high school he would he would go. yeah and so i remember i have like a funny story from warp tour i went to see um black dahlia murder and, oh my god yeah and we were up front like i was getting pushed against the rail and they had like, honestly though really quick though yeah it feels so good on your back like yeah. sometimes like people yeah. push it it'll crack your back in a way that's just so really i'm like oh thank god yeah definitely and like so um we saw them and you know like the crowd is mostly all you know male and um so isaac my husband he said it was like their mascot it was like the ape guy thing or whatever i didn't know that but basically this guy was dressed in an ape you know like from their like bands like they might be i don't know he wasn't like from the band but he was like one of their like helpers or or Okay, like the crew. crew. Yeah, crew. crew. Yeah, there you go. That was the word I was looking for. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But he basically, you know, went down in the crowd and was like shaking people like, ah, you know. (laughs) And I don't know. This is just like my luck in life. But he poked my eye and took my contact with him. (gasps) So I was like, no, no. I have a kind of similar experience, but a very, very different band. So I was seeing All Time Low. Uh (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> very different yeah <laughs> like a 180 yeah um and i was at Lollapalooza, which is like probably the biggest festival in illinois yeah um i was seeing all time low and there was a crowd surfer this man with the most dirtiest boots hit me like in the face and like left a full-on oh shoe print gosh. across my face and ripped off like because i was wearing false eyelashes yeah. ripped off my entire eyelash <laughs> like, oh my gosh okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so I'm trying to think there's a, there is a really cool moment. Um, so I, I wasn't like a huge fan of, of mice and men when like, um, Austin, Carlisle. Austin was still there. Yeah. Like, oh, like okay. I, I like their stuff, but I just overall was not a huge fan. There's like a couple songs here and there that I was like, Oh yeah. Um, so it, at that time we were living in Texas. So it was like dead heat in summer. Like, yeah. You know, like going through like 20 Gatorades and like, <laughs> 20 bottles of water just to like stay there and, yeah um, using a whole bottle of like suntan lotion like yeah sunscreen oh my gosh like, um i have a question for you actually yes. have you ex- like like when i asked this one like what's the first thing comes to mind like have, have you like witnessed anything like very unusual at concerts like in the crowd or maybe even on stage too just something like that you're definitely like oh uh okay <laughs> I feel like, okay, so we were at, 
Warp Tour, and I am not like a huge ska person, even though like No Doubt like was like one of the first bands I listened to. I'm just eh, it's, it's like I like it, but it's not like my first choosing. And so we were kind of like waiting for another band to come. I I can't remember who it was, but we were waiting for another band to um come on and so pepper which is like a ska band was playing and i ended up liking them but literally we were in the middle we were in the middle section of this huge crowd and like literally i've never smelled so much marijuana Uh. it was like all (laughs) over the place and i was like what is that like um but another kind of like funny situation that happened. So uh, we lived in San Antonio, Texas, which is where my husband's from. And it's, you know, a bigger city. And they had a venue called the White Rabbit. And like, um, you know, like bands would come through. Um, we saw Attila there. We saw Ice Nine Kills. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. And my husband actually saw Asking Alexandra before they got huge. Like <gasps> sat straight up talk to them and everything. <sighs> And so, yeah, I had a lot of like, basically, if you're playing in Texas, that's one of the venues you'd play and um, small, like smaller club venues. And um, so there was a band, they were kind of like around for a little bit, but then died out pretty quick was Make Me Famous. And I was a huge fan of them. And uh, uh, so we went to this Halloween show and it had like Attila, it had um, Ice Nine Kills, it had like a lot, it was a really good show. Because um, you know like normally sometimes with with like concerts you're kind of like, eh, there might be at least one band you're like, eh, you know, I could go without Yeah, then the them. openers are like, not too that familiar as, with them, that but as, okay. I'll use that as my bathroom break, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Um, but so we were at so make me famous is why i was there i was like really interested in seeing them um and it was a halloween show and they had like afterwards where they could go sell their merch in this little area and you could go talk to them and i was i'm always like the fan that's like too scared to go ask for hugs i just kind of like sit back and just admire from afar yeah so my husband was like at the time he was my boyfriend he was like oh my god just go up to him and say like good show give him a hug you know like you know it'll mean something to you like just go and so i was like oh i don't want to do it (laughs) you know yeah like you know i'm not like you know, and so he went up, he went up to the wrong person. Like the person wasn't even in the band and he brings him over to give me a hug. And I'm like that because he wasn't a fan of make me famous. So he didn't know. I was like, that was not the drummer. You <laughs> <laughs> had some random dude hug me. Oh my God. <laughs> and so I had to play along with it, even though in my head I knew he was like, oh, thanks for coming to the show. I'm like, you know, you're not the drummer. <laughs> even he played along yeah i was like oh my gosh <laughs> how Get is it though having a significant other that listens to the same music as you because to me i'm like that's a dream yeah like that's probably like, that has to be so cool like being able to go to concerts like with your significant other yeah. and just like mosh or do what you like jam out yeah. do what you gotta do yeah yeah that's the one thing i could say i got lucky with because um i had dated guys in the past that were just like you know like he was Isaac was the first like metal uh, guy that I kind of like dated. And so I dated like this country guy that like was like <laughs> super into country music, you know, like would wear like the cowboy hat and everything. Oh my um, gosh. He, kinda, he was like, he was, you know, he looked like Tom Cruise, like young Tom Cruise. <laughs> so <sighs> yeah, I was like, but we had nothing in common. Like, I don't even know why that existed. Like I, yeah. I should have known. Um, 
and like I literally would sit on the phone and just listen to him talk to about his truck for like four hours. So it was just it did not match, and like he wouldn't go into hot topic. He wouldn't, you know, like no, no, not topic. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> uh, I feel gosh. like a lot of people in the rock community though, like it's like a dream to be with someone that's also in the rock community. You yeah. know, so I feel like outside of rock, a lot of us tend to share more like more common interests other than rock music yeah like i don't know i feel i feel you're probably feel the same way but every time i go to concerts like that's when i truly feel home like i yes. truly feel like people that understand me and like like it makes me like it's it's just such a reminder that i am so far from alone you know yeah yeah and i feel like too because you know a lot and we just talked about this because right before recording with you we recorded our weekly episode and we were talking about like so many people misconstrued like especially like the heavier rock music like yeah it's it's demonic it's they're talking about evil stuff yeah bro this is a christian band like right they're literally saying like christian lyrics like right I, I, i don't know you know it's it and there's a lot of like it's just like misunderstanding I feel about rock. Oh music. yeah. Like it's just, Oh, they're angry. They're angry. Well, you yeah. Know, I feel like you can lot. ask, like you can go up to any metalhead. I'm sure and ask, Oh, have you gotten this? The question? Oh, do you worship the devil? You listen to death and school. Like in nine times out of 10, they're like, yep. I've gotten those comments. Yeah. Like I remember in high school, there was this, um, this teacher that I was, I wasn't even talking to him. I was talking to somebody, um, like at our table and I was just like, yeah, my boyfriend's um, performing at, you know, the, the white rabbit and whatever. And like, he immediately was like, don't you sacrifice animals there? And it's like, that is oh such a narrow minded, you know, yeah. thing to say, like, just, you know, you don't, you know, say that to people that like rap music or whatever, you know, like right. over there sacrificing like animals, like, you know, <laughs> and, and I told him, like, I went into this big, long, like, theory thing on it and i was like i mean yes there is bands that do that there's dark bands like you know and black metal and stuff like that but like it's not like what you think it is like and right and, and i've had this oh sorry you so, go. no no you're good <laughs> and i think two people don't understand i think this is like the perspective i i get from being behind the scenes like with my husband and stuff is that like um it is hard to be a screaming vocalist. Like you have to count oh my gosh, your yeah. vocals to be able to get. And like two, like I give female props too that can scream because like, uh, you know, like it's, it's hard. It's not. Yeah. Easy. And especially to be able to like get in with the guys in a sense to be able to throw down with their vocals. Right. And on TikTok, there's existing videos of people like, Oh, here's my progress through like, being able to scream it's like oh 10 years ago five years ago now like it's not it's not mm-hmm. just something yeah. well I'm I'm sure some people maybe like they're born with it like they can yeah. do it pretty naturally but nine times out of ten I feel like it's definitely progress like it definitely yeah. takes practice and time to do that and to not like to be able to master to not damage your vocal cords because that's also another misconception like people think that you're just screaming and damaging your vocal cords yeah and so (laughs) (laughs) on that note (laughs) but yeah I feel like too and I think like no one truly understands like the energy like for me like when like you said like you feel like you belong and stuff like that when you go like at home when you go to a concert because like anybody that judges rock music like go to a concert 
after you go to a concert then tell me because the fans are normally depending on where you go but like (laughs) are normally very like they watch out for each other oh yeah of course there's fights but that's kind of like anywhere you go in society you know there's right weird tussles right but um, like drunks or (laughs) yeah yeah and like i was telling in the the weekly episode it's like i have a sister that she doesn't listen to rock music at all she just does not like it she um like the heaviest thing she probably listens to is like all time low at like their singing <laughs> stuff, you know? And, or like, um, she, she's big into like Ariana Grande. And so she was just bored one night and she wanted to go to a show with me. So I was like, okay, we'll go with me. And so she had no clue who the bands were, no clue what the lyrics were, but I turned to the side and she's literally jumping up and down because the energy is just so yeah. radiating. Like like I miss going to concerts, like because we oh, live in yeah. a sm- we live in a smaller town. So like Norma Jean and um, Fit for a King were like the the biggest things that came through as far as wow. like recently. Um, just because we don't have like a venue that's specifically, and I'm sure with COVID and everything, it really took a toll on you know like the venues here just because that's what they like running out of business yeah like they the band's not touring and i'm sure like once everything gets up and kind of like going a little bit back to normal that like you know they'll see a surge it's basically oh absolutely if the business can hold on to then that kind of thing yeah Um, but like people in the rock community in general i swear like i say this all the time like through tiktok it really has shown me that a lot of people in the rock me like they think oh like they're they're all like they're all like really mean and versus the devil's up like the most caring down to earth yes. amazing people i have ever met yes so definitely. supportive so down to earth so kind yeah and i think like, that even that even kind of transcends like cuz um i'm like obsessed with halloween and fall stuff so okay. like literally i like i follow like a lot of those type of people and then i obviously in the paranormal and i have met more friends from those two communities that like I have like in real life. So like both all those type of communities, like I guess the weird communities, because like, you know, people feel like not in the norm. So like they tend to be more welcoming. Um, yeah. but even in the paranormal thing, like, of course you're going to have some people that are, you know, like sticklers if they are higher up or whatever. Yeah. But, um, the gatekeeping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, um, so far for us, it's been really like really welcoming. Like people have been pretty nice and and stuff and um, all of that. So, um, but I noticed you you were on a col- not a collab, but like a like a team music. Oh, are you talking about Mashak? Yes, I couldn't <laughs> think of the name. I'm sorry, I should have wrote wrote it down. No, you are totally <laughs> fine. Yeah, um, um, I yes. yeah. So, um. So yeah, it's called Mosh Talk. It's a collaborative page that I've made um, with another creator named Rena Robin. Um, oh my gosh, I feel so bad if I'm totally butchering her. Um, I think it's Rena Robin 66. I really hope I'm not like <laughs> butchering. I'm so sorry, Rena, if you're listening to this. <laughs> but um, so crazy enough, I don't know if you're familiar with punk talkers. Yes. I'm not a huge, yeah. I'm not a huge like punk rock person but yeah it, it'll I, I'm not on my either for, yeah. um, and I don't want to share too much because it's not my position or business to say so but um basically she asked me to get interviewed and mm-hmm. in the back of my head like I was familiar with punk talkers where they would primarily 
post like punk music, but you know, like with my TikTok page, I'm like, you know, I really wish there was a collaborative page that would represent like kind of a mix of everything yeah. or more on the metal side of things. Um, so in the back of my head, I'm like, you know, I've, I've always wanted to have a group like that. And when punk talkers, unfortunately fell through, I told Rena, like, I just had this random gut feeling. I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm just going to tell her, I don't know if this is the right position to, or just time to bring this up. But I was like, uh, I was literally doing my homework at a bar, like so dramatic. (laughs) And I told, I like mentioned, I was like, you know what? Like, I don't know if this is the right, like time and space to say so, but like, I'm, I've really been considering making this group. And she was like, Erica, like, I will help you do this. I was like, Oh my gosh. (laughs) Got up, left the bar, went home and called her. Mm -hmm. And, um, we recruited four other people. So right now there's six of us and it's mosh talk. So it's a collaborative TikTok page where our goal, like each person in this group, um, on their own personal page, they cover different kinds of stuff. Like each of us bring like a diversity of, um, subgenres that we're really knowledgeable about. And, the kind of, so kind of the goal of it is, um, you know how rock music, like that's pretty the pretty broad term. And then yeah. under that, there's so many subgenres. So I kind of thought of it almost as like a tree. So like the branch is like mosh talk or no, like rock music. And then the branches, like all yeah. those different subgenres, like that's what mosh talk is. Just kind of like similar to what I mentioned earlier, like my goal of like my own personal page, just kind of exposing people to all kinds of subgenres. Yeah. So that launched about like a month ago and so far it's been really fun and awesome and I'm really pumped about it and just like excited I'm excited to see the content (laughs) that comes out of there um so it is nearing the end of the episode but I wanted to kind of leave everybody with um a couple different things so urban exploring and paranormal investigating and all of that what does that like mean to you like what how would you encourage someone to get started into that yeah, like if you have interest, um, and I've made an IGTV about this a while ago, like on urban ex- exploring, um, mm-hmm. specifically. But like, if you have an interest in it, I say just stepping out of your comfort zone, taking action to do so, because I know it's really easy. Like seeing like exploring with Josh, going to like really cool places. You know, in the back of your head, you might be like, "Oh, I wish I did that. I wish I did this. Like yeah. that would be so cool." It's just taking that initial step of actually doing so. Like you know, doing your research, finding a group of people that you trust to do so. Um, my biggest advice is putting in time to actually like do the research and educate yeah. yourself on you know, like obviously locations and stuff, but, um, like the history behind the places, because that truly is the coolest part of urban exploring. And also with the paranormal, like, um, just the, all the education history behind, you know, everything that's going on, whether it's like a certain place or like a cemetery or maybe a certain entity or something. Um, yeah, like that's, that would be like my biggest advice on that. Awesome. And also where can everybody find you like on Instagram and TikTok? Yeah. So, um, I go by the same music. So it's just Erica. So E-R-I-C-A, Leanne, L-E-A-N-N underscore. So awesome. that's my TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Gotcha. That's it, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I will post oh, all the, I, I, well, I'll post the social media thing for you um, in the episode description and also oh, on Instagram. So, so everybody can go and check you out because I feel like your content is honestly worth seeing, especially if you're into the, I'm about to be blushing. <laughs> <laughs> if you're into like rock music of any sort, definitely check her out. Um, but also just a quick side note before we can conclude, but those of you that don't know, Erica is a healthcare worker, right? Oh. 
And um, I just want to say from everyone at the Hidden in the Shadows podcast that we sincerely thank you for the sacrifice and you're willing to help people during the pandemic. So shout out to you for being even more oh, of a badass. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. So, um, so that concludes this bonus episode of Hidden in the Shadows. Make sure to check out Erica on TikTok and we will catch you weirdos in the next one.